RadioInfluence.com. Oh, yeah. I, where Rock Stops here. Where did I stop this week? At one of my favorite places, a boxing gym. And a real hot boxing gym. It was 90 degrees, no air conditioning, St. Petersburg, Florida, to check out an undefeated boxer from Ireland that lives here in St. Pete. He's back and forth. He trains here under the direction of Jim McLaughlin, who is a great trainer. He's had many, many champions. And my guest is Connor the Kid Coyle. 17 and 0 as a middleweight. He is fighting his biggest fight in just a couple of weeks, and it's in London. It's huge. Connor the Kid Coyle. What a good man. Nice man, great shape. He's from Derry, Northern Ireland. He's got a fiance. He's got two little ones in Ireland. He leaves them, comes here. All about training after his fights. Then he heads back home. Now he's going to make his professional boxing debut in the UK. It's on the uh, the Eubanks Jr. Connor Ben fight. So it's big exposure. It's for the WBA Intercontinental title. He's up and coming. And I'm telling you, man, he's, and he's a good, good dude. So it's been a crazy week for me. It really has. I'll, I'll hit you up on the backside. A lot of that. I also want to discuss like baseball, baseball here in Tampa Bay and then with the Rays and what's going on. But let me get to my guest. How did he start boxing? What motivates him? The differences between living here in the United States and living in Ireland. He's got a lot of family and friends support, but he's 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 sacrificing. And now he's getting his chance. Here we go. So without further ado, we sat down in a boxing gym, no air conditioning, 90 degrees. And man, it's my pleasure and honor to bring you Connor, the Kid, Coyle. All right. I am talking with, he is a current champion. But he is on his way, man. He just keeps on doing it. One of the best fighters. He's coming out of Ireland, Derry, Ireland. He's got his second home here in the Tampa Bay area, St. Pete, Pinellas Park, Florida. The one, the only, Connor Coyle. Connor, congratulations. How you doing? I'm good, Rock. Uh, thanks for getting me on. Appreciate it. So you got two, you, you, you got two homes. You, yeah. got, you got Ireland and you got here. And when you're here in Florida, it seems to be all business, is it not? Yeah. Um, St. Petersburg, Pinellas Park. Um, this is where I come to get the business done um, with my Hall of Fame coach, John McLaughlin, and John Vince Aguera. Um This is a home away from home, but it's uh, it's all about business when I get here. Yeah. You know, you're, uh, you know, you're undefeated, okay, and you're climbing that ladder. There's a lot of sacrifice. There's sacrifices anyway with this sport if you want to be good. You've always got to be in good shape. You've got to have defense. You've got to watch what you eat and all that. But you also have the two little ones back home and a fiancé? Yep, a fiancé. And, and I have a daughter who is six and a little boy who is uh, two. He just turned two in June. 
And how hard is that? Is everybody on board knowing that this is what you got to do to get to the next level, Connor? Yeah, well, I've been doing, I've been boxing now 20 years and and now is the time after 20 years, it's some things are starting to look up, you know, and I can see, you know, it's right in front of me now, I just have to grab it. Um, so things are starting to pay off and we're starting to get the, the we're starting to get noticed and what we deserve. So um, everything's looking good now for, for going ahead in the future. We're number nine in the world with a WBA, hoping to be number one and uh, close to a world title in the next few fights. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's going back to your question. It's, it's extremely difficult being away from the kids and family. But um, as this is prior uh, at the beginning of the conversation, no, this is this is all business when I when I come to St. Petersburg. Now, why did you make the move to come to the United States, train here under Jim McLaughlin? You know, you could have stayed in Ireland or you could have stayed in the UK. Uh, how'd you come, you know, how did that come about? Uh, it was a guy who I trained with for years, John Cooley. Um, he, he married a girl here from St. Petersburg and he came into the gym six years ago and he ended up meeting my, my now coach, Jim. Um, and he brought me over just to get a look at me and uh from my first fight, he just he wanted to, he came out of retirement to train me and John, and and we've been together ever since. So that'll be six years now, just passed this summer. Gotcha. That's a big part of it, isn't it? Too, who's training you, who you can trust in this crazy uh, boxing fight game, right? Yeah, the professional, the professional game. Well, most most of the boxing games very crooked, you know. Right. So you just you you got to watch who you have a part of your a part of your team and stuff like that, but. Um, I'm thankful and very grateful that I've uh, came across John Fonseguera and my coach and manager, Jim McLaughlin. Um, they're just good guys all around. You know, they, they have my best interests and the same as Judy, Judy Calaguer. He's part of our team as well, Firefuss Boxing. Um, so I have the best team in the professional sense um, behind me. So, you know, I, I would trust them with my, with my whole life. So I'm very happy and grateful for that. You got started. You come from a family with your, you're the great nephew, uh, some very good boxers back in Ireland, right? So you had that. But what was it? Were you hooked when you first went in, went into that gym? I think you were like a teenager. You guys were walking by. You heard the music. Is that true? You yeah, got in yeah. there and then you were hooked. Was it just hooked right away, Connor? Um, it wasn't necessarily uh, like being hooked, I think. No, it was. I was only, I was just turned, I was just coming not 12, I think, at the time, but, no, I was a lazy kid, a lazy, uh, a, well, a little chubby kid, really, you know, I, was, uh, I did a lot of eating, I still do a lot of eating, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I just always kept coming back to boxing, and I never really left it since 12 years old, you know, um, I took some breaks here and there, but only, only a few weeks or maybe a month in between, but I, I always came back to the boxing club, um, so, no, it's just it was just destined to be really. I see. So you're on your way now. It look it's looking like that now now the big fights are gonna come. And I guess you've done it. Sometimes sometimes they get pushed too fast, then they're not ready. You seem to be ready. I'm looking at you, I know you're what, thirty two? Yeah. Thirty two, yep. but you don't have any marks on your face. That always means that you've got very good defense. You always believe in being in shape, don't you? Because there's a lot of yeah, fighters, yeah. man, that they walk around the walk around weight mm-hmm. and they let themselves balloon up and then they gotta lose. That's you've never been like that, right? I don't go too you know, don't go to go too crazy overweight, you know, obviously 
fighters put on pounds after a fight. It's not so you, you can't you can't walk around on your fight with you know. Otherwise, if you did, you know you would be fighting a division below. You know, so you always, you'll always have a few pounds to take off. But as long as you're not uh, murdering yourself, they do it. They do so, and you can push hard every day in training camp and still maintain the the goal weight of your weigh-ins. You know, so. Um, I'm a 160 pound fighter and I'm, I'm pretty big for a 160 fighter and I make that easy easy enough nice alright just a couple more I gotta ask you just like what's the biggest differences between the United States and like Northern Ireland just overall man and we, we would love to know what do you think what do you think well Is the biggest any- difference here will be the the heat and the humidity, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I, I'm That's not a no used say. to that. I'm not used to that. <laughs> you know, is it, is it pretty similar? Is it pretty similar like the United States, you know, Florida here and there? What do you, what do you besides that? What, um, what do you think? What's the biggest difference? What would you say? Is it the people? Is it different? Is it tr- traffic, driving? Well, uh, definitely a lot more. Um, well, not necessarily here in, in, in Florida, but, well, going over to Tampa Bridge and stuff like that, I know traffic is hectic, but um, obviously it's a lot, lot more a lot more population is a lot bigger here than it would be in my hometown, Derry, and stuff like that. But um, no, I wouldn't say a big difference, obviously, in the weather and stuff and the time change, really. You know, right. but um, I think everything's pretty much pretty much the same, really. Food a little bit different? Some food? Well, foods, yeah, food's always different from back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anywhere yeah. you go, it's always going to be different wherever you go. Here's my last two more. The, la- the one I got to ask you about. All fighters, I'm just curious, on somebody like a Jake Paul, okay, coming into the boxing game, how do you feel about it? It doesn't bother me. You know, he's, he's his own person. He can do he can do what he wants. He's, he's got, I have to give him, he's got a lot of eyes, switched to boxing as well, you know, so um, I'm fair play to him. He is... He is trying to get some big fights now, and he is fighting like he's fighting Anderson Silva in October, I think, 29th, which is you no. Know, he beat Julio uh, Cesar Chavez. Was it Chavez? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. And his that. first boxing fight mm-hmm. was it? And uh, mm-hmm. you no, know, he was he was world champion. His mm-hmm. father was a super champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come out of MMA and, and and defeat the guy like that was was unbelievable. So Jake Paul fighting him next, which is. I think it's a, a huge fight for Jake Paul, and I got to give him credit for accepting All right. it. All right, no, that's good. That's good. All right, last but not least, what do you want to say to your fans, and maybe to new fans? Maybe to fans, this is the first time they're hearing about Connor the Kid Coyle. Uh, what do What do you want to say to the fans? I'd like to start off by thanking um, all my. All my uh, supporters from the beginning. Um, I'd like to thank my coaches and all my sponsors and that from back home and my coaches here in Florida, Jim McLaughlin, jo- Judy Calaguer and John Fonseca. Um, and I'd like to thank all my fans who is always always tuning in to support and sending me messages, you know, uh, congratulate me or thanking me on my success so far. Um, but if no one knows who Connor the Kid Coyle is. Um, I'd appreciate it if you went on to Instagram, Connor the Kid Coil, and hit the follow button and uh, help help build up my following now as we move closer to the world title. All right. Well, listen. When you win the WBA title, don't be a stranger. Don't be. Are you gonna be real big and all that? No, I don't <laughs> no, think no, so. No. I don't think so. Uh, you always stay humble. That's the best way to be. You're a good man. Thank you so much, man, for doing this, Connor. Best of luck, buddy. Thank you, Rock. Appreciate it. 
See, I had been following him on uh, Facebook mostly uh, because his trainer, I followed his trainer, Jim McLaughlin. And Jim has had many fighters in the area, Diamond David Santos, who's a friend of mine. He started out uh, on one of these Rock Stops Here podcasts and just a good guy. And then this Connor Coyle. And I start hearing, you know, some, you know, a little scuttlebutt a couple of years ago. You know, Connor Coyle, the kid from Ireland, man, he's really something. Watch out for him. And so I've just been following his progress. He fought recently right here in Tampa at Alessi. Um, and he's just doing it the right way. You know, they haven't put anybody in front of him that's, that, that, that's you know, above his class. Um, he's always in shape. What I have learned in a fight game, there are quite a few boxers that when they they have a layoff, they're not fighting, they're not going to train or they let themselves balloon up, you know, not, no, Connor is like, he's always in incredible shape. So that's number one, you know what you're going to get. And they, they haven't pushed him along too far, too fast. So now this is his chance. So if you didn't hear about him before this, Connor Coyle, Connor the Kid Coyle from Derry, Ireland and St. Pete, Florida. Good luck to you, Connor. I'm going to follow you, and hopefully you'll become the WBA, undisputed, world middleweight champion, champion of the world. Don't forget about me now. All righty, all righty, all righty. All right, speaking of St. Pete, you know, it was a little disheartening, but I, I have been around here, I don't know, 26, seven years now, maybe, uh, covering the Tampa Bay Devil Rays when they first started, thought baseball was going to be so big because spring training is so successful in the Tampa Bay area and central Florida. Well, that's because all the northerners come down from the north to get away and they see the green grass and the palm trees and it's in March and it's great time of year and blah, blah, blah. There were so many baseball players that came out of Tampa Bay that made it to the major leagues and we just thought it was a hotbed. Thought it was going to be big. And you know the deal. Even if, come on, everybody that's listening to this podcast probably knows the Rays are always in contention in the AL East with a lower payroll than the Yankees, than the Red Sox, than the Blue Jays. The Orioles made a little bit of a, a move upward finally. But in the high payroll AL East, they're, all, they're there. They're there. They're baseball operations, second to none. It really is incredible. I also like Kevin Cash. Uh, Joe Madden started it, changed the culture, all that jazz. And they can't draw flies. And the argument has been it's in St. Pete, and you got to put it in an area where there's more of a population all the way around the stadium, 360. And Tampa, it would work better. They looked at Ybor City for a while. There was some talk maybe downtown Tampa. Evan Longoria, who is a former Ray that now plays for the San Francisco Giants, he did an interview with Mark Topkin of the Times a couple of years ago. And he's like, why don't they just put it on Dale Mabry? You can fit 70,000 people there for a stadium for uh, football. They know how to get in, get out, but the Yankees have their spring training home on Dale Mabry, so that probably wouldn't work. But bottom line is, here we are again. The Rays were making their playoff push. And ownership said, you know what? 
to get fannies in the seats, let's offer everything discount. Parking, food and drink. Let's offer $9 tickets. $9 in 2022. You see inflation. You see how high everything is. Nine bucks. Major League Baseball. They take on the Houston Astros in a series. The Rays are in contention for a playoff berth. The Astros are looking to clinch. They clinch. They can't draw 10,000 fans. Toronto Blue Jays come in. Blue Jays are vying for a, a wild card. The Rays vying. These aren't two teams that the season is over. $9 tickets. And they, they're 8900 It is what it is. It is what it is. Baseball just doesn't work here. I'm not convinced if you put the stadium in Tampa that there is going to be 25,000 fans a night. I'm not convinced. I'm just not. Now, when it's new, it'll be the new thing. Something new to go to. Let me, people love something new, trying something new. Um, there's a restaurant that just opened up right down the road from me, where I live in Pinellas County, Florida. And it is crowded. A new Italian place because it's new. But can you can be consistent putting fannies in that restaurant or fannies in the seats? after the newness wears off. I'm just not convinced. I just don't think it's a baseball market. I just don't. I got to be honest. I want it to. I want it to. I'd love to see a sparkling new stadium. But you got to have a retractable roof. It's too hot and it's too humid. And I would love to see it work. But... uh, so it's just like kind of, it really it was just so disappointing when I saw that, but it's reality. You got to call it like it is. And you know what? When people hear, and if you're not from the area, I know it's hard to understand. It's hard to wrap your head around it. Football is king down here. Football is king pretty much everywhere, right? It is. So football rules. Um. You know, we had a, there was a guy on my, my Facebook page, Jose, and he does not like football. And he's always on, you know, and he's negative. I said, you better off go somewhere else because I'm going to be posting all football season long. Why do you want to? Why do you want to stay here? You know, he says, you know, the the the, the coverage that football gets compared to like baseball. This is what I, this is what it is. This is how it is. You can't fight it. And um, you know. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I honestly don't think that there's an alternative for the owner, Stu Sternberg, to go somewhere or to sell. He always told me he would never move the team, but he didn't say that he wouldn't sell, even though he wasn't looking to sell. But but this argument that, you know, fans don't want, if you're from Tampa or Polk County or uh, Pasco County or whatever, and you don't want to drive to St. Pete, it is a pain in the ass and the bridges and all that. I get it. But when the Tampa Bay Lightning in hockey, and this is before the Vinny 
and the Marty St. Louis and the Brad Richards and the Bulin Wall. I mean, they weren't that they weren't that that good. They were playing over at Thunderdome. Tropicana Field, which is Tropicana Field, is where the Rays play now. It wasn't built for hockey. And they were they were drawing incredible crowds. Incredible crowds. And you know, now in what was the Ice Palace and now Amelie Arena, downtown Tampa, it's a pain in the ass if you're from Pinellas County and you get out of work at 5.30 and you got to go. The bridges are backed up, man. Courtney Campbell is always backed up, but it doesn't matter. The Lightning have sold out since 2014. Regular season games, even in October when it's football season, fans do not complain about driving over there. So it's just, I don't know. And you know what? This is baseball. I, I, I tell everybody, like, the rules for baseball with no clock, think about it, were made before television even existed. Go look at some old, old, old black and white pictures of baseball stadiums with fans. The men would dress in ties and jackets, white shirts, top hats, the women would have long dresses on. It was a different. It was such a different time. It was such a slower era, and I don't think there's anything that you can do. Look, there are baseball diehards. There's probably baseball diehards that I know that are listening to the podcast now. Some like it even more than football, but you're in the minority. Okay, and you know, trying to speed up the game a little bit that will help. That will help, but it was a game that was made, no clock, no semblance of any kind of hurry. Go to the ballpark. That was your entertainment for the day and just really mellow out and take it in. And it's great to go to if, if you got somebody that you like being with and you can chew the fat and have some peanuts and throw the shells on the floor and have yourself a pretzel with hot dog or with mustard. Maybe get yourself a dog. I don't eat hot dogs other than if I go to a game, I might get one, you know, or have yourself a big cold one. But it's just, you, I don't think there's much you can do. You, well, how much more can you try to do to change the game, to speed up the game? Then it's not baseball. And then all the records that are in Cooperstown and all, then they'll, some of those will have to be changed. So it's just a shame. But when I saw that, that really convinced me because look, we're all going through dealing with inflation. The grocery store, like it just, Wow, it blows me away. Like, wow, everything is up at least like $2. You know, how much gas was and everything just costs so much. And so we don't, you don't have the money, the extra spending money, you know? So it's just a shame. And I know that I could do, if I was taking calls right now, this would be a blown up segment where I would be loaded up with calls. And there would be arguments back and forth, and it's the same arguments that we have had for the last 20 years here in the Tampa Bay area, you know, not wanting to drive over a bridge, getting out of work, and it's a hassle to get to St. Pete. And I just, I'm telling you, I'm not convinced. I mean, the Lightning can get 20,000 people a night. 
it really, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing to me. All righty, uh, we're well into football now, and I don't want to do a, a Brady segment every single time. And by the time I this plays, you know, things may have changed. <laughs> I did notice he was in a better mood this past week uh, when I was over at One Buck. Just his body, his manner, mannerisms and things like that. Um, but I'm loving it. Football season is just moving so fast, you know? Oh my God. It's usually it's you blink and it's over. And, you know, I, I see things occasionally because my friend, Anthony Becht, is the head coach for the St. Louis Battlehawks in the new XFL, which is run by The Rock, the real Rock. God dang, that guy is built. How is he that jacked up at that age? Well, he works out hard. Eddie, Eddie, he must. Anyway. Um, but, but Anthony said he's a good, good man. And those that I know in the wrestling community, the boys behind the scenes, believe it or not, as big as he is, big of a star as he is, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, they all tell me he's a good guy. Good guy comes from a good background. His father was a wrestler. Some of the guys that I know that are around my age, they're in what's called the legends of wrestling. And they know his father who passed away not that long ago, about two years ago, maybe now. Rocky, Anthony. But anyway, um, he said he's a good guy. But I'm just wondering. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I wonder if the XFL is going to make it. And I just hate how fast the football season goes by. You know, we're, we're, we're we just had week three already. Week four now, college football. It's amazing, isn't it? Not? So just try to enjoy it. Enjoy every step of the way, man. And just, uh, I love the fall. You know, we have this huge family uh, thing that we're going to be doing here with my daughter and family members on both sides of our family flying in. I'm not the uh, one that uh, entertains family and friends at my house. I just never have done that. It's just not, you know, and I'm not used to it. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to see all family members. It's in uh, November, November 4th and 5th. And my wife said, I wish we could all be in in an igloo. She doesn't want us to get sick. She doesn't want anything. She's done so much legwork with this and hotels and things and giveaways and gifts and uh, RSVPs and save the date. And she's done it all. Oh, my God. But I miss the fall in the Northeast. Like I want to go back to Jersey. I want to see some peeps. I want to go back and see the colors. I want to, I want to experience the brisk cold air in the night, the coolness so bad, but I do not want to go back and have something happen or me get COVID or something like that. And then here I am. All my wife asks is that just like, you know, but you're trying to live your life, but God dang, I missed the fall. So anyway, I like Halloween. I saw somebody the other day. Halloween is the most overrated uh, holiday. Oh, my God. Can't stand Halloween. Yeah, because you don't have any kids. You never had any kids. You're single. For kids, it's great. Now, my daughter's out of the, kind of out of that stage, 13. So we'll see how it goes. And now we're going to start getting into parties. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just God help me, 
keep me strong enough to be able to protect my daughter. Please, 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 please. Why do you think I go to Anytime Fitness? Why do you think I do it? <laughs> oh, oh. You know, my daughter is in eighth grade now, and my wife is even just telling me a story that uh, one, of, one of my daughter's friends, her mother called, and they were just checking because the daughter wants to go to the high school football game tonight, and with this and this, and they're already, once they're around like older high school kids and this and that, and I'm like, and it's a daughter, a girl, like it's a girl, oh my God. I tell you, my brother, who is a retired uh, policeman in PA, but he's still working. He's got another job. And uh, I remember him saying he has three boys. They're all grown now. Wonderful. Two went in the service. Uh, they're solid, good young men. But he even said, like, raising three regular, strong, normal boys when they would go out at night my brother would just be like i just hope they don't get arrested i hope they don't get arrested like that's that's the worry you have with boys with sons now with the daughter eighth grade and it, oh, so god all i no matter what happened see this has been a crazy week i actually was going to mention i actually did half of this podcast and tell a lot more and my wife's like why are you bringing up don't go that route i will just say this it was a rough week it was a rough week i had to change a lot of different things because of uh like there's evil in this world and i don't know how people can rip off other people with a clear conscience and are good at what they do why do they put that knowledge in what they do to better use instead of trying to just be evil and scam and rip people off. There are people out there that do that every single day. How, how can, how can you sleep at night? How can you do that for your job? But despite all of that, okay, just leave it at that. I, I come out each day and I think, you know what, man, especially when you get older, Thank God I am healthy. Thank God. It is the number one thing by far, because if you don't have the health, you don't know if you're going to wake up the next day. You're in pain. You're struggling. And you can't do shit. You can't do squat. You can't fight battles. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will leave it at that. Thank God for that. And, uh, and away we roll. Now, there, I, there, I do have, I got to go through my laptop and um, I had a whole situation. I may have lost two interviews that I did. Not really long, but uh, if not, I don't know where the Rock Stops Here podcast is going to be stopping, okay? <laughs> I don't. I've had quite a few stockpiled over this last six, eight months period. And uh, that well ran, ran, ran dry. And, and I also had a situation where I had to clean everything out. And uh, so I don't know where the rock is stopping here, but I'm going to keep on stopping somewhere, you know, somewhere. And, oh, my, my local watering hole is, uh, is no more. 
They're going to have a finale this week, and then apparently it was sold. We shall see. But that has been really an oasis for me, is to be able to walk down the street to a neighborhood craft beer bar, a neighborhood bar. It's like a Cheers. And I just enjoy the heck out of that. It's my one little outlet. And I'm not driving. You know, I never had an experience where I could actually walk to like a Cheers type place. And uh, oh my God. Oh my God. Let me tell you a little story. What the heck? I got time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck? I don't want to go too long and bore you out. I go by myself and I don't have to set it up. I'm comfortable just going in and not planned. You know, it's always spur of the moment. Hey, I'm going to go down and I got everything taken care of over here. I'm just going to walk down. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's see. I'll be back in a little bit. I always say I'm down just for one or two. And just, it always seems to go longer than that. And uh, I go in there and da, 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 da. Oh, oh, there's so-and-so. Hey, how's it going, Ryan? How you doing? What's happening? What's going down? Where's your Steve? How's he doing? Really? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, laughing. Usually this place has good people too. It's a good vibe. There's really been no a-holes. There was one one time. And one other time guy was getting loud. But usually it's, it's not. And uh, so check out this story. You know, we've had the pandemic. So there's been some people I haven't seen in a while. And I'm sitting at the bar. This just happened. Guy walks in. He's got a beard. He's got long hair. Bigger guy. And I looked and he, he went like, hey, man, just like the point with the one finger, like, hey. And I turned around. I go, oh, maybe he's talking to this other guy, this guy, John. He's running for mayor, but it's unincorporated. And he's got a younger wife, to, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, he must be saying something to him. And I turn around, he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, how's it going, man? And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he's, his beard is longer now, and it, but it was a, fam, a, a a face that was like, oh, I kind of like this guy. Like, I kind of remember, I, I, this guy was friendly, like he kind of cracked me up. How you doing, man? So he sits down next to me. And uh, he, you know, he's talking to the bartender, barmaid, and orders beer. And uh, I'm looking at him. And he's going, how's it going? I said, good, good. You, man, good. I haven't seen you in a while, man, since before the pandemic. And he goes, I know, I know, I know. And I said, uh, I'm trying to remember how I remember. I said, are you in charge of people? Something about a boss or something. Was it people? That, he's like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, Oh my God! He works at an industrial, uh, a fabric, a place, a blue collar place, and he goes, "No, but the boss today had an all staff meeting." What an oh my God! What an idiot! He opened it up to Q and A, and I go, "That's how I remember you. Last time you were in here, you were talking about inept bosses, and he was he rolled." And he was so funny. He's one of those guys that's like sarcastic, dry sense of humor, but funny as hell. And he had me cracking up. He had the next guy over, John, cracking up. He was just telling us his life story from that day where the boss had a meeting and brought everybody in. He wasn't able to be indoors. The door was open. He had to be outside in the heat. His wife also works at the same place. 
his and, and and he says the guy he goes we we you know the fed the company's doing good our production we're doing real well as a company but you know there's always a caveat we want you to do more you know and then his wife asked and then he opened it up to q a he goes can you believe he did that and then, of course, his wife asked a question. He was way in the back outside the door. And the guy goes, hey, your woman is asking a question. And he goes, I already know the question. I already know what the response is going to be. And the boss did not, you know, what about our, well, all the hours extra that we're going to be put in? What about compensation for that? And he right said no. And then flat out. And he goes, I knew my wife was going to be pissed. I didn't have to be up there and da 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 And he was just going on and on about the ineptitude inept bosses and and it's just so hysterical and i said you should and he's real dry since humor i said you should try doing stand-up and he actually cracked up he goes all i'm doing is telling about my life my work life and you guys think it's that funny and then he was telling us about his mother-in-law and he said his mother-in-law just sits on the couch his mother-in-law is there with them and, and and his mother-in-law was going to be moving out or going back home, and she didn't have the money. And he said he, he took out his wallet. Well, I'll take care of that. Well, let's put her somewhere. And I said, oh, how long has your mother-in-law been living with you? He's like, three years. I said, three years? I thought it was like two weeks. So then the bartender came over, and Lindy came over. She said, what are you talking about now? I said, now he's talking about his mother-in-law. And she's like, Poof. And so it ended up being so funny. And he was hysterical. Then he walked out. And then I was really hanging with this guy, John, who's next door here. We were having so many laughs. Somebody else came in. Boom, it's time to go. And there are times when I walk out of this place and I will open that door. And I, it's in a strip mall right down the street from my house. And I'm walking out. This has happened over the last five years so many times. I will actually shake my head like, whew. That was so entertaining. Like, I had so much fun. And it wasn't set up. There's no calling, hey, you want to go have some beers? I'll meet you at what time? It's just like, always spur of the moment. So we'll see. But my craft beer bar is not is, is sold. So I'm hoping that the new owners keep it, and uh, I'll be able to continue to have some fun. So there you go. Despite having a bad week and I got scammed or whatever, and all that jazz, and they had to go through a lot, and da da da, and a little jittery. Uh, I got my health, and if you got your health, let's just let's just go like that. Let's just let's just do that. So again, I don't know where the rock is going to stop here, but I'm going to stop somewhere and give you something next week. If you haven't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button, and uh, and there we go. All right, have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.